Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast. My name is Martin Thompson from the ITAM Review. We're recording this podcast in mid-November in the run-up to our Asia-Pacific Conference. And I'm very pleased to welcome Simon White and Jerry Yu from ServiceNow. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, Simon, if, hey. I, if I could come to you first, could, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, Martin, and thanks for the opportunity to, to chat with you and your listeners today. Um, I'm an IT transformation solution architect with ServiceNow based out of Australia. I spend most of my time with our um, major enterprise customers across Australia and New Zealand and the wider Asia region. I guess helping them transform their IT service operations and asset management processes. So it's quite exciting for me. Cool, welcome. And Jerry? Hello, Martin, and thanks for having us today. I'm Jerry Yu, based in Melbourne, Australia. I'm with ServiceNow about four years now. Similar to Simon's role, my primary focus is on the IT asset management. I help customers across APJ to optimize their software spend, automate asset lifecycle, um, managing their audit compliance risk with our software and hardware asset management solutions. Great, thank you, and thank you both for joining. So, um, I have a I have an out of date view of CMDB. Okay, and I'd love for you guys to help me bring that up right up to speed. So, by means of an introduction, we used to run a sister website to the ITM Review called the ITSM Review. We ran that for five years, from 2011 to 2016. And um, I remember talking to people about CMDB during that time, and it, it, we got very mixed views from real ITIL zealots through to people that were very skeptical. And I remember speaking to people at the time, they'd maybe done incident problem change. They were maybe exploring doing asset or CMDB, but it was very difficult to find somebody that had made a real success of CMDB. It was something that was talked about, but maybe not succeeded with. So. I would love for you guys to bring me right up to speed about the current um, state of play in terms of CMDB, what people are doing with it. And obviously, the way I understand it, ServiceNow's core proposition in the ITAM space is that you're linked with all of this, all these other functions for, from one pane of glass. So it'd be great to get your view. So a um, lot to chomp through today, but if we could go right back to basics to start off with, for those not familiar, um, what is a CMDB in layman's terms? How, how would you explain it? That's a, it's a great question, Martin. And, and I guess over the last 10 years, it has evolved. And, and for a lot of this, we're driven by what our customers are telling us that they need to do to improve, I guess, the excellence of their digital service delivery, what they provide to their customers. Um, and they're looking to, what they're telling us, they're looking to simplify and automate various IT-related processes and, I guess, the perennial requirement of doing, doing more with less resources and budget. Or, or simply put, many of the IT processes today, are, they see as inefficient and not able to meet the demands of their business and their customers today. So, so from ServiceNow's point of view, we know that there's a wealth of data which every organization has um, across the organization, which is used to drive their business. But unfortunately for most, it still lives in spreadsheets or point products or even in people's heads. 
things like that. So it makes it makes it difficult to easily integrate and automate, um, and, and I guess leverage by a, a simple common process. That's where the CMDB or the Config Management Database helps. So it's it's the enterprise's source of truth. It can become a trusted repository for all this information about all the assets, the people, and the processes effectively enabling delivery of their software business, which most organizations are in the software delivery business today. So the CNDB knows about all their hardware and software assets, the applications, whether they're traditional on-premises or in the cloud or newer containers or wherever they happen to run their apps today. The CNDB is built to understand all these assets, how they're all linked together to deliver their business out outcomes, you know, the digital products. So, so for many of our customers, it is now the core of every ServiceNow platform, which our customers have. And what, so if you're selling this to your you know, senior management team, how would you pitch the value of that? What, what does CMDB provide for those people? So, so it's, it's pretty amazing actually, because whereas a SaaS platform and um, we're able to keep a close watch on the activity and the performance of all our customers' environments. So one of the things that means is we can see how much work is, is pumping through their systems. And, and this means we can see how CMD has become so immensely important and a major focus for the majority of them because it is their central source of truth underpinning the many processes which they then host inside ServiceNow for all their employees, we're talking tens to hundreds of thousands of employees, and in fact, millions of customers around the world. Um, let, let me just, bear, if you can bear with me for a minute, let me quote a few stats about the activity on the platform. We, we have this special report we put out periodically, which is what happens in an hour. So every hour of every day across our customer base. So we can see, for example, that 1.4 million new configuration items are added. You know, that's the config data about their IT business. And our largest customer has over 105 million configuration items, including 46 million software records just in one environment. Uh, every hour, 118,000 new assets are added by our customers. So these are assets under management by the ITAM processes. And as part of our 300 million web interactions with you know, their employees or customers, 33,000 change requests are raised against those assets. So there's a, a huge amount of churn and activity going on, which needs to be controlled and governed. And that's why the 16,000 workflow activities, which are processed through ServiceNow every hour, is the digitized automation moving each of those business processes along. And finally, um, and this is really just an, a number, but it's interesting, I thought, to see there are 63 billion queries against all of this data we're talking about held in the CMDB every hour in support of users' automation and their processes. So, so for our customers who have a ServiceNow team or have people who look after the CMDB and manage all their data, it really has become the, the enterprise source of truth for them and handling the massive amounts of data that process up um, through their business applications. And um, how would you explain that from a sort of uh, modern day point of view? Because I understood CMDB as um, you can see the relationship between all the assets and all the components of a service. So therefore, if something fell out of that um, stack, you know, something had a failure, you could then see the impact of that. That's, we live in a very different world now with, with everything connected to the internet and lots of, like you mentioned, containers or virtual machines and everything... Mm -hmm 
very much software centric. What role does CMDB play with that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think um, traditionally, as, as most people would probably know it, CMDB has been focused on the production operations side of the business. As in, you know, it's used by many organizations as part of the day-to-day uh, service assurance processes. It helps the IT process and support teams understand the, the business risk from things like change. So if someone's going to make a change to a core asset, then which IT services are impacted by that? Um, which service delivery could be impacted? Or, or on the other side, if, if an IT widget or something in the network breaks or has a performance degradation, what does that mean to the quality of the service that they're being delivered? And because of the varied stack now, there could be tens or hundreds of different components involved in the delivery of any one application service. But, but I guess over the last few years, um, a number of other very topical processes have evolved, which can now leverage and do leverage that CMDB data. For example, like supply management or understanding service levels or managing all your vendors and the risks there. Or vulnerability management is a particular one, which is a lot of focus this year, um, where people can understand that if, if a vulnerability is detected by the industry or a particular software product, then what does it actually mean to the business operation for, for our customers? So we know that maybe there's a thousand machines out there that need to be patched, but which ones are supporting the most important critical applications and maybe they need to be dealt with first. So, so I guess at the end of the day, you know, the seem to be provides a, a business lens over a, a huge data lake of technical data. And that business focus means that different people in the organization can see what they need to see to make informed decisions. And where does all this but, data... But the other thing I wanted to say is, sorry, the, you know, things in enterprise IT are shifting again now. Um, and especially with the rapid uptake in DevOps, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard about it, and the need for businesses to meet the increasing expectations of their customers means IT has to also step up now to also transform these legacy processes. Um, uh, so, so there's a lot of demand now to, to understand the full life cycle of digital products. So CMDB is evolving as well. And you mentioned these lakes of data. Where's all that coming from? Um, hopefully things have been modernized so we don't need to up upload Excel spreadsheets to collect this stuff. Where, where, where would you recommend customers gather all this data? Yeah, um, that's really important as well, because I think as, as the demand for the CMDB to reflect more and more about the life cycle of a service, of an application or of a business system, then we need to effectively shift left the, the whole CMDB view so that it can now see and reflect the life cycle and application from initial ideation when someone thinks we need something through to planning and designing, then through all the steps to actually get it into production, like coding, testing, securing, and, and then the final pushing it out to production. So, so this is now having an impact on all aspects of managing those digital products, including the hardware and software assets that are hosting them. So we've, we're now taking the CMDB and we've, we're expanding it. It's sort of evolving to the next generation and, and we're now calling it service graph. It still has a CMDB under the covers, but I think the term service graph much better encompasses the role of a CMDB moving forward because it needs to know more about the people, processes, and technology that are running their digital products. So specific to your point, Martin, um, as in discussing service graph or CMDB is all about the data. And without any data, it's really 
can't support the business processes. But then again, uh, without a business process, leveraging the data, the SIMDB or service grass have, has less value. So what we're doing is we've, we've invested very heavily to maintain an open SIMDB, an open service graph, meaning it has to be really easy for all our customers to ingest data into it from all those various sources that they have today. Um, they don't have to start again and start build stuff directly into it. So if they have sources, then they need to be able to suck that into the SIMDB so it provides that central source of truth. So the trouble with openness is that there's a challenge. And that challenge is that we need to ensure that the data in there is kept as clean, up-to-date, um, and trusted by users as, as possible. So in the last release of the ServiceNow platform, which was about a month ago now called Paris, um, we introduced this new concept of a new set of ServiceNow certified connectors. So we're trying to avoid the situation, for example, where if someone has, say, um, an asset that you want to import and you've got five different sources of information, then if we import them all into the central place, then which is the correct one, which is the master or which fields from different sources are the correct ones. So with this new certification program that came across our ecosystem of partners, it's built to better control this flow of data into Service Graph. So we've released a, a whole bunch of new Service Graph connectors. They're all on our store now. And also there are many that have been written by our partners, which have been certified by ServiceNow effectively to work nicely inside the service graph and keep the data clean. So, so I guess um, we're encouraging all our customers to, to look at the ServiceNow store for these service graph connectors and preference those over other custom built connectors when ingesting data to ensure the best possible chance of keeping that CMDB data or the new service graph data as clean and beneficial as possible. And could we come on to um, ITAM's role in all of this? Um, ITAM potentially, historically, could use CMDB as a data source because there's lots of good stuff in there if it's been kept accurate. What's your view on, on how CMDB and ITAM can play together? When ITAM is running together with other IT functions with a central CMDB, you gain complete visibility of software and hardware assets throughout their uh, life cycles. And ITAM then becomes more of a proactive uh, cost savings and, and business critical initiatives when the asset data start empowering other business stakeholders such as change advisory board, the enterprise architect groups, or, or even the project management office um, so to, to help them do the job more efficiently. And so that resources can now then be put back into the business innovation. Could you give an example of that in, in real life of, of ITSM playing with ITAM nicely so that both benefit? For sure. And, and this is one of my favorite topic, Martin. I'm really glad you asked. So one of the great benefits of running ITAM or, or SAM in this case, on the same platform as CMDB and IT service management is when an IT change is made there may be an associated software cost implication. Let's picture this. A developer raises a change to add a few CPUs to a server. Now, traditionally, the person responsible for this IT change may not be aware of the associated software cost, which is exactly how some customers find themselves in a compliance situation. Now, by running SAM on the same platform as ITSM, not only we can see the impacted configuration items, the business service, 
we now have the visibility on the software installed on the affected server. How much software license is it costing the business today? As well as the additional license costs that this change will require. Some of you may already know that ServiceNow won the Innovation of the Year Award from ITEM Review not long ago, thanks to this capability. And have you got um, what we struggled with in the past was finding real life case studies of CMDB in action. Uh, can you share any customers that are happy to share this sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Let me let me talk to you about a specific um, project that I've been working on for the last few months, Martin. Um, many of our customers, uh, especially those in the financial services sector, need to comply with uh, regulatory reporting requirements. In our region, it's to APRA, which is the uh, regulatory body. So, from an asset point of view, for them, this means, and this is a board level requirement, this means reporting on lifecycle risks for hardware and software, which underpin all their core business apps like the banking apps. So we've been working with some of our tier one banks over the last few months on simplifying the complex manual solutions that they've got in place now, they've been, they've been using for a while. So for, we're talking about people at these organizations spending thousands of hours, thousands of hours every year manually maintaining compliance data and producing the reports and gathering all the data sets which they then need to, to synthesize and massage to feed up for the compliance reporting. So those that have got the CMDB in place, effectively they already have a rich set of configuration data about all of the devices, the software, the applications that, that are powering those business services they need to report on. And that includes the hardware and software information. So what we're showing them and what they're now looking at is taking all of that rich data that they already have in the CMDB that supports a bunch of other processes like service management or operations management or, or security management and feeding that up through our SAM module, which can now normalize the data and produce that set of, of reliable information about what software products or versions publishers that are out there in their environment, and also then dynamically assigned lifecycle data, which comes from our shared content library. So that becomes an automated process. Now that in itself isn't, isn't particularly new, but that is then automatically filtered to automatically provide a, a business app focused view. And that's the, that's the magic piece. So now on a single dashboard or in a single report, business owners or the, the asset lifecycle compliance team now get that report so the fact that the CMDB is now filtering and providing a business application focused view. Um, so now they can take that data, it's uplifted to provide an automated business focused visibility result, which they can then feed straight into the lifecycle risk reporting process. So for them, it's saving a lot of time and effort, but the most important thing is it's a dynamic process. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, under the covers, as the applications change, as they do you know, pretty well on a weekly basis, because the data feed into that underlying CMDB or service graph, as we now call it, is dynamically being updated. So as the app changes, it gets some new components, it moves up to cloud, then the CMDB knows those changes have occurred. It automatically then changes the mix of software and hardware that flows into SAM, and then that changes the mix that flows up through this service topology, which is one of the things that seem to be really good at and understand how things hang together so that that compliance reporting now becomes a dynamic process. And that's 
the value for them. And why the word graph is, is that, I mean, in my mind, that is more of a visual thing than a database and it's almost showing things evolving over time. Is that the intention? Yeah, I think it's a generic term to imply that it's no longer simply about the production operation side of technical things, which is what seemed to be always was. And, and, you know, I guess over the last 20 years, people have played with CMDB and maybe uh, in the past, not everyone has realized the value because it's much more than an inventory. So CMDB is not just an inventory of assets. It has to understand the relationships between things and how they deliver business services. But as a purely production operations focused data lake, it's missing so much of the life cycle of an asset or of an application service. So that's why we've changed it because it's graph, as in it understands the much broader perspective and it's bringing into play the relationships between all the people or the different parts of an organization from those who need a service created to those who then architect and plan it, to those who then build it, actually change the code, to then it gets deployed and secured, finally to the operation side. So I think it's a much better term which encompasses the fact that, and I think where, where the industry is going, where a lot of our customers are going, they're now talking about digital products. Um, yes, there's still assets under the covers. There's still hardware or virtual hardware, wherever it sits these days. Um, and of course, the software stack is, is still there primarily, but take all that and overlay it with the people, the process, and then that gives us that graph bigger view of, um, of what their digital products are doing. Yeah, and I guess the, the, the visual graph implies that you're actually getting insights that you wouldn't necessarily get from a flat database. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, one of the other stats I didn't quote earlier, but I'll, I'll mention it now is um, we can see that every hour some 16 million analytical scores are being automatically calculated on all that data and presented up through reports or dashboards, depending on what people want to see. So a large part of that, for example, is, is asset management processes and understanding, you know, of course, audit compliance, audit readiness, but all the assets that make up those services, how can I slice and dice and understand the costs per service and things like that? So, so it really helps them understand um, and I suppose that's why ServiceNow exists. That's why it was created in the first place. Two things. One is the central source of truth, all the data that supports all the processes. But then the, the digitized workflows or the automation under the covers that can take a request or can take a process and follow it through from the start to the finish. Um, so final question for you is... Um... I, I get the fact that you've got these approved connectors to make sure that uh, the CMDB stays accurate and you're not getting out of date stuff. But if you're in the middle of an audit or something with a, with a publisher and you're, you know, how can I prove to my senior management team or to the auditor or whoever is scrutinizing my ITAM reports that this data is really accurate and I can get real confidence in it? I think we all recognize the importance of having clean set of data in CMDB uh, to support various business functions, right? So uh, Martin, you're spot on there and all this applies to both software asset as well as hardware asset. And, and Simon uh, also touched on earlier the use of service graph connectors to ingest data from different inventory tools into the CMDB and keep the data clean. 
Now, from item perspective, I'll, I'll use a hardware as an example, right? We can enforce a clean, reliable hardware asset data by using a ServiceNow agent mobile app to scan barcodes on hardware assets to run audits and confirm the accuracies of asset record details in comparison to what is actually stored in the system. Users can also scan multiple asset barcode or QR code in, in groups or batch per second and conduct all, a scheduled or ad hoc audits of ad hoc audits of asset storerooms and other locations such as offices or data centers. And this introduces governance into the process that we need uh, to ensure data accuracy and improve end user confidence in long run. Great, thank you, gentlemen. So, so how can we um, how can we learn more about all of this? Yeah, so I think we'll we'll provide some um, information for viewers to be able to have a look at some white papers and some information on our website. Um, but I guess you know um, we're going to have some more sessions at um, our upcoming conferences, and there's a lot of information about how CINDB is evolving, but but also then how that leverages. Uh, all the asset data to provide improved processes. Great. Well, thank you very much for supporting our conference. Um, we look forward to connecting with you um, shortly. And I'm sure people can come along to your booth as well and say, come and say hi. Yeah, for sure. We'll be there. Happy to take questions and, and maybe talk about um, their particular environments and some of their challenges and how we might be able to help. Thanks sure. for the opportunity. No problem. Great. Thank you very much for your time, gentlemen. Uh, thank you, Martin. Thanks for having us.